Welcome back to another episode of So Talk to Me. Hello. Episode 107. We made it. 107 episodes. Yep. 107 weeks, 107 episodes. Well, a few more weeks than that. But yeah, so here we are. 107. I don't have anything clever to say about that. No. It's just a long time. It is a long time. It's pretty cool. 107 is that's a big number. I like it. Yeah. It's quite a bit greater than I ever thought that we'd reach. So here we are. True that. So thank you for listening because we wouldn't do this without, no, well, I mean, we'd talk without you, but, you know, just not with microphones. So thank you for encouraging <laughs> us to talk. Yes. Because it helps us. A little disclaimer. I've been under the weather. Yep. Um, the weather is a buffer. Yeah. And yeah, I've I've had a respiratory infection, so that's been fun. Yay. Um but I actually have more of a voice today than I have in several days. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. But you will probably be hearing me cough and clearing my throat. Because there's still a lot of gunk. If that's TMI, that's just how I am. It it really is. Cause, oh, okay. Well, no, I I mean y- you know like we have a we have a group message for our small group, and you shared that with them also. I went into a little bit more detail, <laughs> but that's just how I am. That is how you are. And then I dropped a a gif of flubber because yep, I thought it'd be funny. But Man, anyways, what a movie that is, mm. Flubber. I remember it was really boring as a kid. I haven't anyways. seen that in forever. I remember liking it as a kid, Robin Williams, but I haven't seen it in a very long time. So yeah, so just word of warning, clearing of the throat, coughing, probably sniffing as well. So outside of your coughing and sneezing and hacking and wheezing, how's your day been? Been a little long, a little tiring. Mm-hmm. Not much out of the ordinary, but my ordinary Thursdays are a bit more than other days mm-hmm. because I'm responsible for another child, responsible for three children instead of two mm-hmm. on Mondays and Thursdays. So, yeah. And I'm still getting over this crud. So, I'm a little tired. <laughs> yeah. What about you? <laughs> How's your Thursday? Cool. Um, yeah. Riveting conversation. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, no, it's been good. It's been another one of those days. Just lots of stuff. Thursdays are just like my physical. One of them days. I don't know what that is. Sorry, this is that's not even the lyrics. It's just what popped in my head. Oh, okay. So I sang it. I was gonna say I was like, it I'm... is a song, but those aren't the actual lyrics to the song. I'm glad that I didn't know. Based on that <laughs> little bit, I'm glad that I didn't know whatever song that was that you were referencing. Um. Anyways. Uh, yeah, no, Thursdays are usually the rehearsal days for the band, and so it means a lot of stage setup and stuff like that. So it's it's when I usually wear shorts to work in the summer, because it's still summer here, um, because they don't run AC the entire day. Anyways, so there's lots of running around and sweatiness happening, and today was even more of that, because we've got a conference this weekend um, that we're going to live stream. So I rented a projector and 
uh, we have this huge screen that I put up and then tested the projector and it wasn't working the way that I wanted to. And so I had to improvise some other stuff and it, there was no AC and yeah. So it was, it's, it's been fun running around a lot. So you're saying sweating. you're stinky and gross right now. Yeah, definitely. That's gotcha. part of it. But you know, I didn't want to wait till super late to start recording this and jump in the shower beforehand. It just, it, it wouldn't work. So that's what I'm smelling. Yeah, probably. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't smell anything. Can't really smell anything. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. But yeah, well, I mean, that might be a good thing tonight. So <laughs> anyways, yeah. So it's been a, it's been a crazy day. Um, the day has certainly gotten away from me, but it, it's, yeah, this, this whole week is crazy because there's a conference on Saturday and then Sunday we're adding a new service. Um, so yeah, there's been lots of preparation for both of those things. Yep. And uh, so this week is insane. It kind of seems silly that we would do both in the same weekend. You know. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, that's that's what it is. That's what it do. All right. People don't think it be like it is, but it do. I don't remember where that's from. Is it's that a meme? meme? It's okay. a meme. Yeah, Sounds like I'm a meme. referencing <laughs> the audio version of a meme. What do you call an audio meme? I don't know. I don't know. The sound that a meme makes. If a meme is posted in the woods, is it still and a no meme if it's a video? It, no, I mean I. I don't think so. Because gifs don't have sounds either, what but they is move. A meme, like a short video without sound. Yeah, and lots of gifs use the same like. You would just call it a clip. Yeah, I. It's I, a clip. I guess so. I don't know, because then what if you take a still image from that clip and then put text over it? Then it's a meme. Then it's a meme. But it doesn't have all the qualities of a, qu a clip. But what if the clip, what if you add words to the clip? Because those are really common. That would probably just be a GIF, huh? Yeah, without the sound. Yeah. That's true. If it needed sound. But if it's a sound. But if it's sound. And video. It would just be a video. Then it'd be a clip. That's right. And you wouldn't need to put text on there if there's audio. I don't know. This is really boring. Maybe they're all memes. Why are we talking about this? I don't We just need to define what a meme is for everyone out there. What a meme. What a meme. <laughs> what is a meme? What is a meme? What a meme. What a meme. What a meme. What a mighty good meme. <laughs> Yes, I can't <laughs> believe you just did that. Uh, me too. I don't even. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe you even know that song. I I don't even know where I know it from. <laughs> honestly, it just when you said it. <laughs> so speaking of songs, have you? I haven't heard it, but have you seen that Kanye West released a new song that um, talks about Chick Fil A? Oh, really? Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. I I saw like a post of some lyrics of some new song of his, but it wasn't about Chick-fil-A. Oh, okay. Well. But they were interesting. Cool. I yeah. just saw the one that talks about Chick-fil-A and I'm like, They were definitely what? different than his past lyrics. So. <laughs> it's true. Considering 
his uh, conversion. Mm-hmm. Conversion to the ways of Chick-fil-A. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. What did the Chick-fil-A song say? Uh, well, let me pull it up, actually. Is it actually about Chick-fil-A, or does it just say, mention Chick-fil-A in one line? It might just be referencing it, but the song is called Closed on Sundays. Closed on Sundays. So here, the, the, I haven't even heard the song, so I'm, I'm not even going to try to put this to any kind of a, the, any kind of oh, melody. Oh, please wrap it. No. Um... <laughs> But here's some of the lyrics. Closed on Sunday, you my Chick-fil-A. Closed on Sunday, you my Chick-fil-A. Hold the selfies, put the gram away. Get your family, y'all hold hands and pray. When you got daughters, always keep them safe. Watch out for vipers, don't let them indoctrinate. Closed on Sunday, you my Chick-fil-A. This ain't game day, get your house in shape. Train your sons, raise them in the faith. To temptations, make sure they're wide awake. Follow Jesus, listen and obey. No more living for the culture. We nobody slave. That may be the same song, but the lyrics that I saw were like, I guess, from like the last couple lines that you read down. Gotcha. And I didn't see the Chick-fil-A part. Um, okay. I just thought it was funny that I don't get it. Wrote a song about Chick-fil-A. I don't get you my you my Chick Fil A. I don't get it. Um, what does I mean? I don't know. I don't know the song. You my Chick Fil A. He's just it. referencing Chick Fil A and being closed on Sundays. But the other stuff he's talking about is good stuff. So yeah, I, just, I actually I just didn't don't know understand that, much. that in context. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't but. know, man. He's Christian now, so he has to love Chick Fil A. Um. <laughs> If you're human, you have to love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> That's true, because it's awesome chicken. It's awesome food in general, because you like their salads. Well, their salad includes, the one that I really love includes chicken. So. There you go. I mean, why would you get a salad without chicken? Why would you go to Chick-fil-A and get a salad without chicken? Some That's people dumb. like to do that. That's dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you do that, <laughs> you're dumb. Uh, you go to Chick-fil-A, you eat the chicken. Come on. Chicken is good. Mm-hmm. Eat more chicken. Mm-hmm. All right. So memes, Kanye, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. That's, that's some good stuff. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Yeah. I think we're, we can be done. You got some more good stuff for us? Um, not really. <laughs> well, we didn't have a main topic for this week. Surprise! <laughs> um, so I figured we could just talk about what we've been reading lately in scripture. Go. So what you been reading? What you been into? Um, well, I've been going through the Psalms for a while. Okay. There's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, the past few days have been reading Psalm 119 because okay. it's long. Yep. Longest chapter in the Bible. It's true. That is a fact. Yes. Um. And so I was looking at my, because I usually just read in my little Bible app. Mm -hmm. Me Um, too. But I wanted some more information about something about this particular psalm. So Mm -hmm. I went to my Reformation Study Bible. And because Psalm 119 is like broken up. Follows the Hebrew 
alphabet. Yeah, but I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, what is what is Aleph? What is Beth? What is, you know, all of these words that are at the beginning of these like stanzas basically. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I looked it up in here and it was saying that it's that it basically is go- just going through the Hebrew alphabet. Um Yeah. And I don't know why I never really realized it before that like Psalm 119 is basically it's a lot different than the other psalms because it's basically a lot of a lot of different prayers and meditations mm-hmm. combined into one psalm whereas most of the psalms are like w- one specific prayer or meditation um but this psalm is a lot of different ones combined because they all have one similar theme which mm-hmm. is um the law of right. god yeah and i hadn't ever realized that before yeah one one thing that my dad had said growing up about psalm 119 is it's the longest chapter in the bible in the middle of the bible and it's about the bible <laughs> I was like, uh, that's, that's funny. funny but yeah um when you asked if we could just talk about what we've been reading mm-hmm. i thought it was kind of funny because for maybe three weeks straight, we talked about God's law in some way yeah. or another, like a different facet of it. And that's basically what I've been reading in one Psalm 119 is just about God's law and delighting in it and seeking truth in it and how we find how we are to obey God and live out our lives by reading the law of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are fortunate to have the entire canon now, but right. then David was specifically talking about the Torah. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's really cool to have that perspective mm-hmm. of obviously then when David was writing this, I think it's the Psalm of David. Jesus hadn't come yet, you know, like right. come and died and been resurrected. But David was looking forward to that, mm-hmm. having faith in that, but that hadn't been recorded for him yet. Right. But we have that recorded. So having that like perspective and being able to even though David was specifically referring to the Torah, right. we can refer to the whole of Scripture when we read the Psalm, because there were things that I mean, Jesus multiple times references the Torah um, yeah. and gives deeper meaning to what those laws were were for, mm-hmm. um, and we are privileged enough to have that perspective now. But anyways. That's really cool. That's really cool. I haven't sat down and gone through the Psalms in a long time. Usually, like even when I did the Bible in a year, a couple of years ago now, um, the Psalms were like an additional reading, you know, like you do Old Testament, Psalm and New Testament, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. So that's really cool to just focus on the Psalms themselves. 
And yeah, I mean, it is, uh, it's really cool. The, the poetry that's used, like Hebrew poetry is different than, you know, English poetry. Mm-hmm. So like the form that 119 takes is really cool. Cause did you also know, like, so each section has, is denoted by a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And then the Psalm actually starts with that letter. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's pretty cool the way that the poetry works there. And it's, it's so great. Like imagine having to translate that <laughs> into a different language. It's kind of crazy, but it is really cool the way that it flows. Like even in English, how you get the idea that it is poetry, even mm-hmm. if you don't understand like exactly what it's doing because you don't speak Hebrew. Yeah. But poetry has rules. Like where you have different types of poetry in like English language. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all have different rules. Like you have the same with this. Like it has 22 stanzas and um, which is one for each letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And the eight poetic lines of each stanza, stanza sorry, begin with the same Hebrew letter. Okay, there you go. And then, um, or sorry, I'm just going to read from <laughs> what it says about it in yeah. the Reformation Study Bible because I thought it was really cool. Uh, the number eight may be connected with eight Hebrew words that appear throughout the psalm concerning its main theme. The words are translated variously as law, testimonies, precepts, statutes, commandments, rules, and word. In five stanzas, all eight Hebrew words occur. And every stanza has at least six of the eight. While the psalmist expresses his his love for the law and his desire to obey it, he also recognizes his failures. Elements of lament and petition are intertwined with expressions of confidence and innocence. The law is a faithful expression of God's character. God sent his son to keep the law for us. The law no longer condemns us, setting us free to accept it as our own guide for pleasing the one who died in our place. Well, that's awesome. That's really cool. Like digging in with uh, the notes and stuff like that. The Reformation Study Bible is great about that. I just wish there was a small, or I wish we owned a smaller version (laughs) because that thing is a beast to carry around. That's the only thing. I really like it. Tend to just use my app online. Exactly, exactly. Because I've actually, that's something that I've been thinking about. And just today, um, I ordered a Bible online um, because I want a Bible to carry around with me. Um, And like, we own a bunch of Bibles, but we don't own very many small ones. Yeah. And the ones that we do are like NIV or something like that. Nothing wrong with the NIV. I just prefer ESV or NASB. Um, And... So, like, the Reformation Study Bible would be great to carry along with me, but the version I that we have is big. Logos has a Reformation Study Bible in the app. Yeah, I'll need to check that out. Yeah, because that could be cool, too. So, I guess that also works as a recommendation, is the Reformation Study Bible, although I think we might have recommended it before in the past. Probably. I don't remember. Uh, good stuff. I mean, we probably but, recommended everything at least twice. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So if you've been with us that this long, sorry. But if you're new, not sorry. I, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, pretty much anything that Sproul puts out, 
is is good. So, anyways, um, so what I have been re and actually the reason that I kind of brought this up this morning when we decided what we wanted to talk about today is um, so I've been reading a lot in the Old Testament just in general, um, especially because of the class that I'm taking mm-hmm. at school. Um, the geography course I've talked about it for the past few weeks, sorry. Um, but in my own like personal devotional time, um, I was going through Joshua and then I just decided to go into judges also. Cause you know, it just kind of continues. Um, although it's like a steep drop off after <laughs> Joshua going into judges. Uh, but this morning I was reading about, uh, one of the judges, Samson. Mm. And mm-hmm. this dude is like one of the weirdest characters in scripture. <laughs> like see, there were there were some or stuff that power is in his hair. Well, okay, I hadn't even gotten that far yet. Okay. So I know there's more to the story. Obviously, I've I've read the story before. I grew up. And that's kind of like the big thing. I don't know. Like when you're a kid, that's the big thing. That's a big story, right? Is that, you know, he was this powerful guy and Jezebel. Delilah. Delilah. Sorry, Jezebel was the other um, really wicked woman in scripture. Um, But yeah, but yeah, Delilah is painted as this Jezebel for whatever, you know. So uh, like even before getting to the whole, yeah, his strength is in his hair. Like the story is just, he is a strange dude because it sets it up. It sets up the story by talking about his parents first. And how the angel of the Lord came to his parents and told them to consecrate this child. Like, he's going to be special to God. Like, there's something, like, special about this child. Um, So you'd think this would be, you know, like a David character or something. But then once you get into the life of Samson, it is just, like bizarre because it starts off in this point so it's the the period of the judges so israel um you know in joshua they conquered canaan right so they're Mm -hmm. they're like doing great and then the judges this is why i said like there's a steep drop off is like they kind of got comfortable and started like the book starts out by saying that they they just did whatever they wanted basically like they kind of forgot god's law and just decided to kind of rule over themselves all these different tribes and so um they set up these judges so that they could rule over the different israelites in general um so that they would actually kind of like follow rules right like it had just been crazy i mean it, it also starts out it says that um the generation after joshua yeah basically forgot who god was like didn't even care so it's just like geez like you just came from egypt the wandering in the wilderness you conquered canaan and then like okay <laughs> what was that <laughs> just you know so it's 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 sad mm-hmm. is what it is um and that also like sticks out to me at how quickly we can turn from God. Now, you, certainly, I mean, like on a personal level, yeah, like sin is always crouching at your door and you need to be very, like stay alert of the craftiness of our enemy mm-hmm. and of our flesh. There's certainly that aspect. But it also stuck out to me just how like generationally 
a people can turn from God, if that makes sense. So like you see that all throughout Israel's history, like even later, you think of like the pinnacle of Israel as a people. And I don't know about you, but I think of like King David, right? King Solomon, like the times when they had like these great kings. And those were the only two. Like seriously, their first king was Saul. And Saul, while he did some really cool stuff, fought against the Philistines, like he took matters into his own hands. And then Samuel was like, God has left you. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's searching out for someone. And then you see King David and, you know, we've talked about it on this podcast multiple times. Like David wasn't a, a perfect guy, but he was the best ruler of Israel, right? He was the best king and he was a humble man. He loved the Lord. Um, But he did some pretty messed up stuff. So his story is messed up. And then Solomon, his son, I mean, there's a couple things here, but basically, you know, Solomon is the son of like his sixth wife. (laughs) So there's already some messed up stuff going on there. The wisest Um, man. Right, right. Well, yeah. And then Solomon has his own issues where it's crazy. Like, yes, Solomon is the wisest of all men. And he writes the Proverbs, which are this tome of wisdom, right? And in the Proverbs, multiple times, it talks about how, like, it warns, it's like this father, you know, talking to his son, and it warns him against the, um, like, basically against lust, right? Against the adulterous woman. And you think, like, Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Like, he didn't even follow his own advice. Um, and he's one of the greatest kings of Israel, right? So it's, so it's already this messed up thing. And then immediately after Solomon, Rehoboam and Jeroboam, they set up their own kingdoms. Israel is divided, and it just goes crazy. So anyways, I'm rambling a little bit, but I'm just saying, like, how quickly the the monarchy of Israel just like went into the toilet. It lasted two generations. And I say generation, I mean like there was not even a dynasty. It lasted two Kings. Yeah. (laughs) There were like two good Kings. And I say good. They were still did some messed up stuff. It wasn't good for Uriah, (laughs) Uh, but you know, like they were the best Israelite Kings, which I think is actually the theme of the old Testament in general is like, mankind trying to strive after the ideal, like God continually blesses his people and they continually turn away. (laughs) So I think it just kind of fits into that. And thus we have Jesus because he's the only one (laughs) who could actually fulfill the law. Yeah. Um, So that's certainly a part of it, but it just, it's crazy to step back and think, especially if all you have been taught about the Old Testament are are is moralism. You know, like if the, the, again, I've you know, there's two sides to this. I certainly think you can use Old Testament stories to teach morals, but I if that's all that you know from them, that's like, not the gospel, right? Right, and there there's so much going on because every character is messed up. So, anyways. That's kind of kind of a rabbit trail, um, but Samson, this weird dude. Okay, so his parents were told by the angel of the Lord that this you know this child was to be consecrated to God. So then you jump into his story, 
Um, and like the first thing that it talks about is how he wants to take a Philistine for a wife. Mm -hmm. Like he goes to his parents and he's like, Hey, I like this chick. Can you go get her for me for a wife? And they're like, um, why do you want a Philistine? Like there are plenty of Israelite women here. Why do you want this Philistine? And he's like, no, 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 no. But I want the Philistine. But so, she's a babe and I want her. Yeah, I guess. Something like that. Well, it talked about her beauty. How he thought she was beautiful. He said, so this is the ESV. Get her for me for she is right in my eyes. Yeah. So yeah, that's certainly, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> because yeah, that's true. Because clearly he doesn't know her. Because later on in the story, um, it's this strange tale of how like at his wedding feast, he presents a riddle to like the the bridal party which are philistines because this is a philistine woman right philistines and israelites if you don't know are like constantly at war uh, over the land because the philistines have like the coastal plain basically and access to the sea area while the israelites are a little bit farther east and so they're constantly yeah just yeah, they're they're always fighting over land, okay? They're not friends. So he's talking to these Philistines, and he presents this riddle about the carcass of a lion that he passed that had a, a beehive in the center of it that he ate some honey out of. So it's this weird riddle. Again, this is the ESV. He says, out of the eater came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. And so he's like, if you can tell me what I'm talking about in this riddle, then uh, you then I will give you thirty sets of clothing. Which again, it's not you know, it's not like they had old navy back in the day. So th this is <laughs> certainly something that like this is valuable, mm -hmm. right? And he's like, if you can't, then you give me thirty sets of clothing. Clothing. Obviously, they agreed to this before he actually said the riddle. But what's interesting? Well, actually, I'll get to that in just a second. So. He ha he presents this riddle and none of them can guess it because who the frick would guess? <laughs> oh yeah, it's honey that you dug out of a lion carcass. carcass. Like what? What the heck is even going on here? So then the Philistines it reminds me of the Hobbit. Sorry, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Bilbo and and Gollum. So then the bridal party, the Philistines, go to his wife. And or, and I can't remember if it's if she's actually his wife at this point or if she's just the fiance. But they go to her and they're like, "You need to get him. Like, you need to get the answer to this riddle from him, and you need to tell us, or we're gonna kill you and your family." And so she's just like, "Okay." So then she goes to Samson and asks, "What does this actually mean?" And he's like, Psh, I'm not going to tell you, woman. Like, you're going to go tell people. Like, I'm not going to tell you. And then it talks about how she cries for a week, for seven days. Like, she just constantly is depressed and yeah, crying. Yeah, because she's going to be killed and well, so is right. her family. Yeah, exactly. She Apparently, she doesn't share that part. Um, but then finally, after a week, Samson's like, okay, this is what it means. So she immediately, at least according to the story, goes and tells the Philistines who then go to Samson and tell the answer to the riddle. And Samson is pissed. Okay. So he just like storms off. And then the Philistines give that woman to his best man. So like 
it's just so messed up, right? So then he goes and kills 30 Philistines, takes their clothes, and gives them to the bridal party because he needs to come up with 30 sets of clothes. Like, he straight up just murders people to, for their clothes, okay? While his wife was given to his best man. And then the story goes on. And when he comes back with the clothes, um, the, the, her father is like, oh, uh, we didn't think that you wanted her anymore. So we gave her to your best man. Why don't you take my youngest daughter? Isn't she beautiful? So then he gets even more pissed. He, get, he gathers up a bunch of foxes ties their tails together and lights their tails on fire and sends them into the fields of the Philistines. And so it burns down the fields of the Philistines. And it's, it's weird because his, he wasn't a judge. He was. He was a judge? That's what I'm getting to next. Oh, like, okay. after all this happens, he becomes a judge. Oh, he becomes a judge after that. Okay. After he murders Philistines... For their clothes. Well, after... yeah, because Israel's like, hey, you're killing these people that we hate. Why don't you be our <laughs> yeah, judge? That, that totally could have been what it was, which is just insane. Okay, so the Philistines are pissed because their fields are burnt down. So they go to the Israelites. Like, they go up against Israel, and they're like, give us Samson right now, because we know he did this. So then the Israelites go to Samson and uh, they're like, why the heck did you do this? You know that the Philistines are more powerful than us. Why would you do something like this? Um, we need to bind you and take you to the Philistines right now to pay for what you've done. And so Samson's like, okay, you can give me over to the Philistines only if you swear that you're not going to kill me. Like, you can bind me and take me, just don't kill me. So they're like, okay, we're just going to deliver you to the Philistines. So he says that he was bound and then check this out. I'm going to read this, this little passage here. It says, When he came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting to meet him. Then the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him, and the ropes that were on his arms became as flax that has caught fire, and his bonds melted off his hands. He found a fresh jawbone of a donkey, put out his hand to take it, and with it, he struck down a thousand men. And Samson said, and this is poetic, he says, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey, I have struck down a thousand men. And as soon as he had finished speaking, he threw away the jawbone out of his hand. Uh, verse 18, and he was very thirsty and he called upon the Lord and said, you have granted this great salvation by the hand of your servant. And shall I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? And God split open the hollow place that is at Lehi and water came out of it. And when he drank, his spirit returned and he revived. And he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines 20 years. Okay, and I forgot to say this earlier. <laughs> This is kind of a, another just like bizarre, important part of the story is that after Samson burned down the fields with the foxes, the Philistines like found out who did it and, and, and burned his, his fiance, wife, whatever, and her entire family. So like they found out that it was Samson because so of what had happened. married another woman in the time between i guess no 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 this is this is the woman who was given to his best man and her entire family 
Like because they had slighted Samson, Samson burned down their fields. So then the Philistines were like, who burnt down these fields? They found out why and burned that entire family because they were like, this is your fault. I mean, like they were stinking ruthless. And then they went after Samson. That's when Samson was bound by the Israelites and given over. And then he killed a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. But some of the stuff that sticks out to me is one, I mean, this is just bizarre. Like this is such a weird story. Um, and God's favor is on this man who is just crazy. Like he is making some, some very bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I will say, actually, I probably should have prefaced with this, that the story of Samson was prefaced with that God was using Samson to provoke the Philistines that he wanted to strike down the Philistines. And so like his purpose with Samson was to basically get them to fight against Israel and he would be on the side of Israel. Mm -hmm. So there is that along with like, that's probably why this is so bizarre. Um, But it is just, it is so strange that God would use someone so weird. (laughs) Another thing that sticks out to me is that, okay, this guy made up and recited his own riddles and his own poetry, poetry about slaughtering a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey, but he was still a poet. Like he just, this is just so bizarre to me as a, as a modern 21st century American, this is so bizarre. Like I cannot pinpoint this guy. Um, the last thing that I'll say, okay, so I just read to you the, the very end of chapter 15 of judges that he became uh, the a judge he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines twenty years. So then, the first verse of chapter sixteen, the next verse after it talks about how he was judging Israel. Samson went to Gaza, and there he saw a prostitute, and he went into her. Like this is again, this is just absolutely bizarre. I don't understand this at all. <laughs> The judge of Israel. Oh, yeah, and then he got with the prostitute. You know, he's a judge, but we still like prostitutes. Like, it's just, I mean, certainly, it shows you, like, how far Israel has fallen, right? It's just, I keep saying bizarre. It's just weird. This this yeah. whole story is crazy. And again, this is this is right before, but even before, like, the, the most popular part of Samson's story you know, where his strength came from his hair and Delilah was trying to get him to cut his hair, you know, was trying to find out why kind of a thing. And then he ends up killing the Philistines by sacrificing himself. Um, That's, you know, the big, the highlight of Samson's life. But he just led an absolutely insane life in general. But anyways, that's, I just wanted to share... (laughs) How crazy this story, you know, like last week, you know, how I shared a crazy story. This one's from the Bible. (laughs) And, and yeah, I mean, there's tons of different things you can pull out of it among the stuff that we've already talked about. Like it is, there is kind of that silver lining of like, wow, God really does work through all kinds of different people. Right. Yeah. Even someone who's so blatantly just like follows his emotions i guess he seems very um impulsive impulsive and arrogant yeah yeah it's just he's a warrior 
he's a poet uh he's you know brash yeah this this samson character is was an interesting fellow he lacks self-control yeah yeah no kidding first he goes to the philistines that whole thing blows up in his face then he goes to a prostitute just like geez he sure he sure knows how to pick women because after this he gets with delilah (laughs) so yeah this but this is the man that god chose again for for their multiple reasons not that god chose him to do uh, you know to to lead israel into great things mm-hmm. but that he chose him to actually you lead them to war right exactly <laughs> yeah judgment against the philistines so anyways that's what i've been reading and it's just stuck out to me like it is it, it there have been so many different I, I feel like i have a different perspective on this story than other times that i've read it mm-hmm. like it just it's struck me in a different way of just like whoa this is so weird like if half this stuff happened to a character it would be really weird and so just all of this piled on top of it it's like like is this real who writes this stuff you know it's crazy so that's all i had to share was the story of samson go back and read it in the judges it's in the judges in the judges it's weird. I think it's 14 through like 17 or 18, something like that. It's, it's just some crazy stuff. And, and read about his parents too, because again, I mean, it like it even prefaced it. Cause when I was reading that part, I was thinking like, wow, this is almost like, like a foreshadowing of what happens with Mary and Joseph. Right. But <laughs> <One> is for Samson. <laughs> what? Uh, anyways. So it's crazy stuff. If you have some crazy stuff <laughs> that you want to share with us, you can do that in a number of ways. Our handle on Twitter is at so underscore talk to me. You can email us at so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. We are on, on Facebook at facebook.com slash so talk to me. And we also have an Instagram and our handle there is at so talk to me podcast. So talk to me. Do you have any recommendations for the evening? Um, I think it's, it's a little late to say so talk to me um because <laughs> we've already talked it's but true. um as far as recommendations go mm, i've been watching a show called Dark. i know i'm mm-hmm. really late to it i know there's already four seasons and i'm sure everyone's oh, wow. like this is such a good show it is it's a pbs like masterpiece classic gotcha show classic yes um but i like it a lot i've been binging it for the past few days, pretty much since i've been sick i've been nah, <laughs> there you go it. um i also just started watching naruto shippuden today nice because i've never actually watched that before mm-hmm. i've watched through the first series of naruto twice <laughs> and there's like that over 200 awesome. episodes that is awesome um but i've never watched naruto shippuden so i've started watching that and i i like that um i'm glad you like it so yeah i mean if you like naruto if you like anime that's a recommendation for you if you like um uh different time period pieces 
pull darks for you. Uh, that's it. Cool. I don't have any recommendations, but something did just pop into my head that I wanted to address. Oh, address. Um, okay. That I'm. It's not a big deal. I just chose a weird word. Uh, no, <laughs> but just because we talked about it last week, um, but we did go and see Downton Abbey, the movie, oh, yes. last weekend. Uh, had a good time with that. And I just want to publicly confess that I was wrong. I thought it was going to end on a downer note, and it was not. It was almost sickeningly sweet. Like yeah, it kind of wrapped everything up in a nice little bow. Yeah, it was like everyone, it was the exact opposite of what I thought it was going to be. Everyone got a good ending, was super happy. You know, it set some stuff up where like, hey, we might make another movie, you know, maybe, possibly. But like for this one, everyone was happy and everything was good. And it was really funny because when we were, at least it was funny for me, maybe it wasn't so funny for you, but we were walking in the car <laughs> And I was like, I'd asked you, like, what was the plot to this movie? Like, if you were to explain this movie to someone, what was it? And and you you talked about it in terms of like the previous Downton Abbey seasons and characters and stuff like that. And I was just thinking, like, for someone who doesn't, who'd never watched Downton Abbey, like, what is this movie about? Basically, it comes down to that it's about a a bunch of rich folk. In the UK, I think in England, I don't know, um, and their servants, and the king is coming to stay at their house. King and queen. And, and so everyone goes crazy because the king and queen is staying at their house. And that's the movie. <laughs> so have fun. Like, on paper, it sounds like the weirdest, like, why is this a movie? But it was, it was enjoyable. So Was it? Yeah, okay. I had a good time. Food was good. Company was good. Oh. It was fun. So I, I just wanted to publicly confess that I was wrong. Very wrong. Like almost. Like exact complete, opposite. Exactly. Wrong. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exact opposite of what I anticipated would happen. So. Well, okay. Well, that's our show. Thanks for watching. With your ear holes. You're weird. I know. I don't know why I'm so weird. Like, I was tired when we started. I'm not tired anymore. That's good. Because I'll be up for a little bit longer. So that y'all can get this episode as quickly as possible. But I'm not complaining. I like doing this. (laughs) All right. Okay, I think we're done. (laughs) Sorry, I haven't talked very much. No, that's okay. That's been on purpose. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. whenever I talk for a long period of time, I end up having a coughing fit. Yay. So. Well, I can talk for both of us. Yes, you no, can. No, actually, that would be apparently. a terrible podcast, but. Talking for both of us. That'd be entertaining. <laughs> would it? No, I'm just like picturing you. You remember that old, uh, sh- that old Pixar short of the old guy playing chess against himself in the park? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what popped in my head. Like you, like hopping back and forth. <laughs> like you hopping back and forth between the microphones <laughs> and using a girl voice to be me. Yeah. That's kind of what I picture. I don't know that I can do a girl voice. <laughs> Certainly not very well. And I'm not going to try. So. Aww. Good night, folks. <laughs>
<laughs> Till next time, go have a good conversation with a loved one. <laughs>